Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. I'm Maria Casillas, and I'm joined here with Cody Sizemore, my incredible co-host. We are excited today to talk to you about something that we've kind of touched on in the past, but we're going to do a little bit of a spinoff of it, and um, we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Before we do that, though, I'd just like to remind you that we love to hear from you. So uh, in any way, shape, or form, whether that is through our Facebook group, which we will absolutely tell you in a little bit what that is, or through the comment section on our um, on our reviews. Please feel free to leave a review for us. Let us know what you are thinking of our podcast. Cody, welcome today. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Happy to be here as well. I got my coffee in hand and it says that I'm, <laughs> it says that I'm Mr. Right. Oh, so, okay. you know, and I got well, a little muffins too. You know, we'll Thanks. see if that mug is right today or not. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody, I would love to talk with you today a little bit about alignment. Now, mm-hmm. I know that we've talked about this in the past. Usually, I mean, you know, I, you know, for me, values is like the number one thing to think about. I like yeah. to think about that first off and foremost with my clients, you know, instead of just jumping in and creating a financial plan that's going to work for them, I don't know what will work for them unless I know what is important to them. So I always start with values. And I know we've talked about that on the show today, but something's been tugging at my heartstrings lately. And so I'd love to just kind of unpack that with you a little bit, if I may. Yeah. That, that thing that's been tugging is if I do that with my clients, how often do we as coaches in general really lead with our values? And what I mean by that is you know, we get so wrapped up sometimes in the, the industry standards. Like, what are you supposed to do first? And what am I supposed to get in, in order? And I got to get started and I got to come up with a name and I got to do all these things to create a business. And I got to come up with the ideal client and what niche am I going to you know start serving? And there's all of this stuff swirling around in our minds. But how often do we slow down and ask ourselves, wait a minute, What's important to me? Who am I becoming? How do I want to show up for people? And then align our practice to that. Is that something we could talk about today? Oh, I suppose so. (laughs) And seeing as I'm chatting with Mr. Wright, (laughs) we're going to get it all right today. (laughs) We we can absolutely talk about it. I think that's a really important thing. And like you said, we kind of touched on it before, but this is, I think, just a slightly different uh, slightly different take on it in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think sometimes we just forget, um, that we are our business for so many people who are listening today. I know many of us are solopreneurs, you know, even if you have one or two people who you're either partner with, or you have somebody who's helping you with social media or that kind of thing, the brains of your business are probably mostly in your head. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, if we don't connect that to who we are as a person, we're not going to serve well the people that we are trying to reach out to. Yeah, I 
I totally agree. Um, because in, in something you said, you said we are our business, which is important to not get confused that our business is us. Mm. Mm. Right. I think that's Talk really a little important. more about that. Uh, basically like what I'm saying is, is like, we don't want to have our identity to be mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But we can put our identity into what we do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, that one you... is very, you know, it, it's very disempowering, whereas the other one is very em- empowering. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you clarified because as, this this just goes to show how uh, human behavior goes. Um, as you were stating it, I heard it in the exact opposite manner that you just clarified it in. So I'm really glad that you clarified it. Um, I'm reminded of a time when I spoke with a woman who had gone through homelessness and, and complete pro- poverty. And we were talking about the difference between a hand up and a hand out. And I can tell you, like, the way that I always envisioned it was that a hand up was somebody who's, you know, giving you their hand to help bring you up. And that a hand out was just giving something and having you go away. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was using language like that, she informed me that actually she felt that it was the exact opposite. And so it was very insulting to her when we would talk about having somebody give them a hand up <laughs> because she, she had the idea of what that meant reversed in her mind. So uh, I've learned since then to always find out when somebody says something, not to just interpret that the way I think it is and actually gain clarification from that. So I am glad that you said that because I believe that what, at least what I heard was we are our business, but we, our business is not us. I don't remember if it was reversed. Okay. Um, So when I heard that, I heard that my identity is my business, but, you know, our business is not part of our identity. But you meant it the exact opposite, so I'm glad that I asked. Because you're absolutely correct. Our business itself is not our entire identity, but our identity can and almost should be able to be discovered in and through our business, by yeah. other people who are looking on, uh, you know, people who listen to uh, this podcast, and I have a personal podcast as well. They they can understand a little bit about who I am based on what I say and what I present to people. They can understand who I am by how I say something, the stories that I choose to share. It it's all a part of who I am if I am showing up authentically for them. And I know that it can be so easy to, especially in this age of, you know, influencers and social media and all that to show up the way we think people want us to show up. And that might work really, really well in terms of, you know, getting lots of clients and might work in terms of making a whole lot of money. But in the end, if you are not being true to who you actually are, that might be a little bit disingenuous by the time we get over (laughs) to the other side of that. So I just wanted to uh, unpack this a little bit with you. Um, Like I can tell you that for myself, one of the things that's super important to me, I, I call it the three F's, it's faith, family, and future. And those three things, if I'm not bringing those to the table in everything that I'm doing, whether it's business related or not, then I'm not really letting people know what are the things that are important to me. 
Mm. How often do we as coaches go through a values statement or a values um, evaluation with our clients, but totally forget to do that for and with ourselves? Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that we have like this intention to do it mm-hmm. and to be you know consistent with having that kind of thought process front of mind and trying to work that through the business. Um, but I think if we're honest with ourselves, we just get caught up in mm-hmm. the busyness of life, the busyness of business, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that it sometimes gets pushed to the wayside um, when it really should be something that we try and be very intentional with being um, very forefront at all times. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if, if, if those three F's are super important to you, it, what was it? Faith, family, and future, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Um, if that's like what you base your entire life off of, but you don't throw that into the business, then it's not going to feel aligned. And then the business is going to start feeling draining. Uh, It's going to feel like something that you have to do versus something that you get to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be a very enjoyable business. And then you'll probably say, I don't know how I feel about this anymore. Maybe I'm not Mm -hmm. actually helping people because I don't feel aligned. And then you stop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think also it will if I, if I'm not able to put that stuff into what I do, into the work that I do, it's not going to attract the people who will keep that more enjoyable, like you said. And I think part of it's not just because of what it is that we're doing, but who we're doing that with. So, you know, as we, as coaches are bringing clients on, as we are figuring out who do we want to collaborate with, as we are figuring out what communities do we want to be a part of just as members of that community, all of those things are, it's so important for us to know who it is that we are, so we can show up that way. And what I just described is three very different things. I described being a leader for other people. I described being an equal as a collaborator. And I described being a, uh, a consumer as somebody who's like in a community. And in all three of those roles, there are these values as they come up. Are they serving my faith? Are they serving my family? And are they serving my future? And I just think that's a really good way to look at the things that we're deciding what to do. Uh, because let's get real, Cody. There, there are a million things that we can do. <laughs> and they might all get us to a certain you know spot. But like you said earlier, if it feels weird, we're not going to want to go as quickly. Uh, and if it, if it feels... Um, I don't know if inauthentic is the right word right now, but I'm not finding another one. I'm just going to go with a really sophisticated word right here. Yucky. (laughs) (laughs) If it feels yucky, we're just going to be like, like you said, I don't really want to show up and we're not going to show up. And that's, that's going to be not good for us and not good for anybody else either. Well, I think, I think what's important to kind of take away from what you just said is um, working with people who, are aligned with your own values. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that a little bit in a couple episodes back, uh, you know, about ideal clients and stuff like that. But I think it's really important to kind of double down on that because 
you have to really think about this. Like if you just work with anyone, you know, someone has trouble with their money and you're like, I can help you and I need the money too. So I'm going to help you. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just start enrolling, you know, Joe and Susie and, you know, all these different types of people uh, that aren't your ideal client or they aren't aligned with your own values. You're going to enter into this coaching relationship. And I really want to uh, emphasize the word relationship because that's what it is. When you enter a coaching relationship with someone, you are actually building a relationship with them, right? Mm -hmm. And if your relationship is going a certain way to where you feel that you can't be yourself, that you can't have certain perspectives on things, that you can't believe a certain way, that you can't speak a certain way, because it might not align with them, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel very much on eggshells. Yep. That last part, especially, uh, I was waiting for you to get there. That's exactly where uh, my head was because I was thinking when you were talking of, I can pinpoint this one client where I knew I could help her monetarily. Mm -hmm. I, in my gut knew I probably shouldn't bring her on as a client. But I was in a space where I don't want to say I was desperate, but I was definitely not feeling like I could be super picky (laughs) with my clients at the moment. And I knew in my gut that I shouldn't bring her on. She was a great person. And like I said, I knew I could help. But that last part that you said is exactly why it was hard, because she and I had very different value systems. And just our our worldview in general was so disjointed that when I would speak, because I knew I did not want to offend, I was walking on eggshells. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this, it's not helping her. Because the other thing too is um, when, so I'm I'm pretty witty. Sometimes I'm funny and maybe not on here (laughs) because, because I don't know, you know, we have such funny jokes that, we, usually I'm the butt of the jokes on this show, but that's not the point. Um, I, in other areas of my life, I've been known to be just, you know, I throw in like these little zingers and it's, I don't try to be funny sometimes. It just, I, I'm, I don't know, comedic in a way. But if I can't be that or I can't use analogies from my own life because it doesn't sit well with somebody, you know where I'm going with that? Mm-hmm. Then I can't do it. And I can't, I can't actually be the coach that I know I absolutely can be for people. That is so frustrating. Needless to say, it only lasted a couple sessions. <laughs> we, we both realized this was not a good fit and we went ahead and parted ways. Uh, but I, I'm, and I think then I didn't even realize why it felt that way as we're talking about it today. I'm like, that is why. And it's that Mm -hmm. last part about being able to be truly who you are, say the things that would naturally come to you. And that works really well for the right people. Yeah. And if you're you're not able to say the things that naturally come to you or just be who you are, then what does that actually do to the quality of your coaching? coaching. That's right. right. Like that's right. It brings it way down. 
So, you know, you might, you might have the intention of bringing on someone that you don't feel aligned with because you want to help them. But at the end of the day, it's like, are you actually helping them? Right. Or are you giving them an experience that is uncomfortable and then they walk away from it thinking, oh, this financial coaching thing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then they won't reach out to anyone else because they don't believe in financial coaching simply because you weren't able to show up for them. Mm-hmm. So actually bringing them on was actually a huge disservice. Absolutely. You know? Yes. That, that's absolutely correct. Now, um, because I want people to be able to walk away with something practical with this, I would like to just say a lot of times, you know, we talk about finding that ideal client and, you know, almost being a chameleon and we can just kind of change colors to match whoever it is that we're talking with. But that would take a whole lot of time. And I think that the the shortest path to actually making this work is figuring out who you are. And I know that sounds so ridiculous because if you're listening today, you're probably like, uh, duh, I know exactly who I am. But do you? Do you really know who you are, who you are uh, meant to become, who you were created to be? And have you stepped into that? Have you really leaned into understanding who that is? And if the answer to that is no, not really, that's where I really think you should start. Because the rest of it will start to fall into place for you. So identify some of those core values that you personally have. Now I have, I'm looking around my office because I recently, um, I recently cleaned it out and, and switched it all around. Um, so I don't know where this thing is that right now. Um, but I, I actually came across it because you know, I have a history in counseling, right? So, um, I have this thing. It was meant for clients to identify different values and emotions. And it's basically a piece of uh, magnet that says, I believe or I. I think it says, I believe in, and then there's a blank. And then there's like all of these tiny, tiny little magnets that have different value words on them. And it's meant for somebody to be able to take and like put them on the magnet. Like, here's what I believe and blah, blah, blah. Even if it's just finding online a a piece of paper or a printout that has as many values and throwing them all together and picking them out and go, do I believe this? No, throw it, throw it away. Do I believe this? Yes. Put it in a pile and keep doing that and then start narrowing down what, what is my core values? What would I, what would I give my life for? Those are some of the things that you need to ask yourself. What would I give my life for? And when you can get down to those three to five things, those are your core values. Then ask yourself, am I showing up? in a way that serves this, 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 and this. And if your answer to that is yes, man, you are, you are on it. If the answer to that is not yet, well, now you have some direction. You have a compass that you can use to move forward. That's super important. If your answer to that is no, then I really think it's a good idea to just pause some of what you're doing. Uh, I mean, you don't have to start all over, but I would start to change direction a little bit. I know it's a lot easier said than done, uh, but ask yourself, what doesn't mean you have to start again, your business all over again, but it does say, what are you, what do you feel is not serving those values? Maybe you can start making some of those tweaks in those areas first so that you're not upending everything and starting fresh. 
Yeah. I think it's a really good place to start. Um, cause you're right. You know, you have to understand yourself on a deeper level. And I'm glad that you walked through how to figure that out because I know for a fact, there's a lot of people who are like, okay, uh, how, <laughs> how do we do that? Um, but that's, that's really, really important. And I think that this kind of thing that you're doing it for yourself, maybe not it exactly, but you could kind of do this exercise and see how it feels for you and, you know, what sort of, uh, outcomes you get from it. And you might find that there might be a parallel to where you could do something similar for your clients within your coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. That's what I found. A, a lot of my coaching exercises that I do with people are because I did it myself in a different area of life. And then I just like tweaked it a little bit and, uh, and applied it to finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that those, those ones are the ones that really, really hit because they hit you, you know, and that goes right, right into this whole conversation of like aligning your practice with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really good, good point there is to start there, get the outcome and see if it translates into your clients as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I really appreciate you letting me unpack all of that today because like I said, it's just been, it's been there because I know that personally I have, I don't want to say fallen victim, but, but I have, you know, I've been tempted to see what's out there, you know, put my finger in the wind and go, what, what way is the wind blowing today? And how can I, how can I serve with what I know that how can I apply my current skill set to what's going on there? And as good as I got at that, it just didn't feel right. And so over the last, gosh, probably year and a half, I really have been a lot more aware of what is important to me. How do I show up as that person for these other people? And it has just made such a difference in the quality of coaching. It's made a difference in the quality of how I feel when I show up for those coaching sessions. And, you know, I just think even though some of these things feel simple and almost like, duh, I know that a lot of these things, maybe the ones especially that feel simple and duh-ish are the ones that we need to share with our listeners because they're not, it, it's, it's so easy to look over those things because yep. they feel so simple. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, what's that analogy where it's like, um, hiding in plain sight kind of thing. Mm, yeah. You know, yep. like these, these conversations are absolutely hiding in plain sight to where like you, you hear about this stuff all the time. You might know about it, but it feels not super important. So you overlook it mm-hmm. time and time and time again, but then it becomes very important because it's been overlooked so much. Right. Right. Yep. I agree. So, I agree. So thank you for letting me do that with you here today. Of course. All righty guys. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the financial coaches podcast. Friendly reminder to hop into our Facebook group as well. Um, that is called New Money Habits Financial New Money Habits Financial Coaches. Free to join. Uh, it's a growing community there, and um, 
there's been a lot of good discussion in there recently, especially over the last couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. definitely want to be plugged in there. And uh, if, again, if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed the show, leave us a rating, leave us a review, share the show, do whatever you got to do to help mm-hmm. us out because we are doing this for free. We're not running ads. We're not doing anything like that. So that would be very much appreciated. And we will catch you guys next week uh, for another episode of the Financial Coaches Podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.